guy who's always good, Richard Griffin from the Toronto Star. Rich, how's it going? Hey, good, Andy. You're not going to ask me about John Tavares? I, can, I could. I could. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean for the Blue Jays, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> it means all the pressure's off, right? No one's talking oh, about them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love John Gibbons' response the other day when somebody asked him post-game when they lost 9-1 uh, about John Tavares. He said, so you mean nobody's paying attention to this game? <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can criticize John Gibbons all you want, but his uh, his sense of reality is incomparable to me. You know, he understands yeah. he understands that you can push the right buttons all day, and if you don't have the right players, it's not going to help. Exactly. And Rich, for John Gibbons now, moving forward after this season, Compared to the type of team he had and the type of team that might be there, either a youth movement or something totally different, do you see him surviving after next year? Well, I think whether he does or not, he's being paid through 2019. And that's almost like, you know, they knew in advance, uh, the new management knew in advance that he needed the parachute. And Mm. I don't think he's going to survive. I don't think, I think he realizes that. Uh, but he's, you know, he's mature enough to realize that if they are going in a different direction, he's not the guy for that group. Um, I believe they'll let him finish this season because, you know, there's there's no like knee jerk reaction from uh, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro because they know where they're going, and it's not a rebuild in the way that the early 2000 Tigers rebuilt, losing 100 games three years in a row. It's not a rebuild in the way the Astros went about it, losing 100 games two years in a row. It's a rebuild where they already have talent in the minor league uh, hopper in the feeding system, but they're not going to compete this year in the last three months. Attendance is going to go down. They're going to bring in some. Uh, they're going to bring in some young players for next year. But you know, you look at the Yankees last season when they traded away people at the trade deadline, and then they competed. Um, You know, you don't have an Aaron Judge in the hopper for the Jays, but I think that moving forward, and I talked to Ross Atkins about it yesterday, it's not a two- or three-year process. It'll be next year, and then in 2020, they're looking to compete. Okay, so that's that's a positive for Jays fans. Now, to get to that point, though, Rich, you have to, I would think, you have to clear out the old... The old crowd, right? The, the, you have to get rid of guys like um, J-Hap, Estrada, it, it, like the, the, the aging guys, and, and, and move in a different direction. But if they're going to turn around that quick, is, is it possible that you would maybe hold on to a J-Hap, or is that a must-go at the trade deadline? Because really, right now, that's your biggest trade chip. Well, I, I think what they have is an example from the uh, Yankees when they traded Araldis Chapman Cubs won a World Series, and then Chapman came back and re-signed. I think Jay Jay Happ has won 57, 58 of his career 101 games, 100 games with the Blue Jays. He he loves Pete Walker. He loves the organization. He loves the city. So if the Yankees or someone else thinks that Jay Happ can help them win this year and he becomes a free agent, that that does not preclude him coming back and being in the top half of the Jays organization moving on if he believes that their rebuild is only going to be one year if he believes that they're going to compete and maybe surprise in 2019 i think they have to trade him and and if 
he believes in them and they believe in him, uh, look to doing Heraldus Chapman. Interesting. And then, yeah, bring him back. Because it would have to be a short rebuild. He's going to be 36 in October. But that could be, if you're looking for a quick turnaround, kind of the, the, the base, right? you got the, the veteran that can still produce, and then you kind of roll down from there. When you look at the likes of Stroman, Sanchez, and Estrada, uh, I would think, Rich, that, that Estrada's got to, got to go, right? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Ryan Berkey uh, is a guy who's sort of at the forefront of the young pitchers that are coming up through the Jays organization. And uh, when I was again, when I was talking to Ross Atkins yesterday, Sean Reed Foley is a kid that has been in the organization for two or three years and sort of plateaued earlier. And now this is his breakout year at 23 years old. So he's the next guy behind Ryan Barucki. And even, you know, if they traded Estrada, if they traded Hap, uh, you know, they got guys that fans would be interested in. And I think that Estrada has to go and not come back. Hap could go and come back. Hap's the type of pitcher who has benefited from the new hitting uh, style of Major League Baseball where everybody's got the uppercut, everybody's looking for the exit velocity, um, which the Blue Jays right now are seeing from their fans more than anybody else. But. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but but the uh you know, he benefits because he works down, down, down in the zone and comes up with high with a fastball with two strikes. And he's become a better pitcher because of the way the game is being played today than he was when he was twenty nine years old. So, you know, when you say, Well, he'll be in his late thirties, he's just coming into his own hmm. as a guy who's taking advantage of the system. So I think that I mean, this is my feeling that they should let him go, they should trade him. And then they should attempt to re-sign them. You know, I've written that in a column, one column. I'm going to write it again at another time. In conversation with Richard Griffin, our Blue Jays analyst, Toronto Star baseball columnist on Twitter, at rgriffinstar. So, Rich, when we look at things that Jays fans can look forward to the rest of, of this year, and it's certainly encouraging. If, if we're talking about a one-year kind of reboot and then let's go compete, I'm down with that. For Vlad Guerrero Jr., did that injury, that patella strain, uh, do you think that has eliminated him really from from maybe making that jump to the majors this year, even at the end of the year, or is that still an outside shot? Because for Jays fans, really, that's kind of the, the only thing we're looking forward to, to see if you, you get a peek at Vlad. Yeah, and, and I gave I gave a little bit of uh, I gave a little bit of grief to Atkins yesterday. I said, like, why is every other team in baseball uh, believing that their young guys with a higher ceiling can compete at the major league level, and that fans are willing to put up with mistakes and fundamentals to see a guy who can hit the ball, who can you know create excitement in the ballpark? And you have one in Vlad Guerrero, but you, yet you insist on going. A, double A, triple A, and then he got hurt, so he didn't come up. Meanwhile, Juan Soto and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., and there's 32 guys that are 23 and under in the major leagues today, and a lot of them are creating excitement. The Jays have only had Richard Urania this year at 23 and under, and he's in the minor leagues. And so I gave him that argument. And so I, the point is, I believe that they weren't planning on bringing him up soon, even if he wasn't hurt. But if they make those trades and if Donaldson gets traded or if he stays and they, they qualify off for him, um, I think that we, we probably will see 
uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. at some point before the end of the season. You know, even if it's in September and he plays a, a, a big role in that month. Right, just to get a peek and, and see what he can do as long as he stays healthy. Uh, Rich, last one for you here. As far as trade value back for the Blue Jays, if now they're looking for a shorter retooling period, the type you'd get, and again, J-Hop's going to get the biggest return, but um, even for the likes of uh, a smaller deals like for Donaldson or, uh, or Estrada, what are the Blue Jays going to be looking to get back? Is it is it prospects almost ready? Is it deep prospects? Like, what, what angle do you think they go from from receiving uh, players and, and, and whatever draft picks back for these guys? Well, Alex Anthopoulos told me that uh, ownership of any team, when you trade a veteran player, ownership only wants to hear that you're getting guys back that are almost ready. They don't want to hear about deep prospects. They don't want to hear about guys that are A and double A. They want guys that are almost ready, and I don't. I think Rogers' ownership is pretty much in that same boat. So when you look at the uh, the only two deals or the two major deals that uh, Ross Atkins has made in 2016-17 when he's been here, uh, one of them was to uh, get Francisco Liriano from the Pirates, and he got two prospects. So he got he took salary in Francisco Liriano and then got Reese McGuire and Harold Ramirez from the Pirates, who were prospects. And then when he traded Francisco Liriano to the Astros, he got Teoscar Hernandez, who's a part of this. Oh, we may have lost Rich. Rich, are you there? We've lost Richard Griffin. But we were just wrapping up anyway. So what Rich Rich was saying there is... Oh, Rich, you're back. Okay, sorry, continue your thought. Oh, he's is he gone again? Yeah. Hello. Oh, there you are. There we yeah. go. We got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're in the. You know, we were talking about uh, return. What should it be? Should it be prospects? Should it be players? And the only two trades really in that regard that in that light that uh, that Ross Atkins has made. He traded Drew Hutchison to the Pirates, and he got Francisco Liriano, who was major league ready, and he got Reese McGuire and Harold Ramirez, who were two prospects at Double A. Um, and then he traded in 2017 Liriano to the Astros, and he got Teoscar Hernandez, and he took the salary of Nori Aoki. So that is the sort of thing that you'd be looking for with Jay Happ, is you, you take some money, although with the Yankees it's not a priority, take some money with an established player, and then you get a couple of prospects. And I think that that's what he's looking for. The Jays don't have to trade salary because they're not up against it. They have a deep-pocketed ownership, even though attendance is down. So they don't really have to make the, uh, the, the we're, we're getting rid of salary. They can take on salary and take prospects, and that's what I believe they're going to do. Well, Rich, I hope you're right. A quick turnaround reboot would be much more welcome than a, a elongated three-, four-year rebuild. Thank you so much for taking the time. Okay, no problem at all. All right, Richard Griffin, Toronto Star, baseball columnist, TSN 1050, Blue Jays analyst on Twitter at R Griffin Star.